today is the seventh day of the month of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian, and every day we come together like this, and every day it's a pleasure to uh, to be in your presence and have this time to take the next step forward in our adventure through the scriptures and uh, our current adventure leads us back into the book of exodus where an entire culture is being uh, built up from scratch we're reading from the amplified bible this week exodus chapter 26 and 27 moreover You shall make the tabernacle, the sacred tent of worship, with ten interior curtains of fine twisted linen and blue, purple, and scarlet fabric. You shall make them with embroidered cherubim, the handiwork of a skillful craftsman. The length of each curtain shall be twenty-eight cubits, and the width of each curtain four cubits. All of the curtains shall measure the same. The five curtains shall be joined to one another, and the other five curtains shall be joined to one another. You shall make loops of blue on the outer edge of the last curtain in the first set, and likewise in the second set. You shall make fifty loops on the one curtain and fifty loops on the edge of the last curtain that is in the second set. The loops on one curtain correspond to the loops on the other. You shall make fifty gold hooks and fasten the curtains together with the hooks and the tabernacle shall be one unit. Then you shall make exterior curtains of goat's hair as a tent over the tabernacle. You shall make eleven curtains in all. Each curtain shall be thirty cubits long and four cubits wide. The eleven curtains shall all measure the same. You shall join five curtains by themselves and the other six curtains by themselves, and you shall double over the sixth curtain at the front of the tent to make a closed door. Make fifty loops on the edge of the outermost curtain in the first set and fifty loops on the edge of the outermost curtain in the second set. You shall make fifty bronze hooks and put the hooks into the loops and join the tent together so that it may be one unit. The overlapping part that is left over from the tent curtains, the half curtain that is left over shall lap over the back of the tabernacle. The cubit on one side and the cubit on the other of what is left over in the length of the curtains of the tent shall lap over the sides of the tabernacle on one side and the other side to cover it. You shall make a third covering for the tent of ram's skins dyed red and a fourth covering above that of porpoise skins. Then you shall make the boards for the tabernacle of acacia wood standing upright as a trellis-like frame. The length of each board shall be ten cubits, and the width of each board shall be one and a half cubits. Make two dovetails in each board for fitting them together. 
You shall do the same for all the tabernacle boards. You shall make the boards for the tabernacle in the following quantities. 20 boards for the south side. You shall make 40 silver sockets under the 20 boards, two sockets under each board for its two dovetails, and two sockets under another board for its two dovetails. For the north side of the tabernacle there shall be 20 boards, and there are 40 silver sockets, two sockets under each board. For the back or west of the tabernacle you shall make six boards. Make two boards for the corners of the tabernacle at the rear on both sides. They shall be joined together underneath and joined together on top with one ring. So shall it be for both of them. They shall form the two rear corners. There shall be eight boards and sixteen silver sockets, two sockets under each board. Then you shall make fifteen bars of acacia wood, five for the boards of one side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the other side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the rear end of the tabernacle, for the back wall toward the west. And the middle bar in the center of the boards shall pass through horizontally from end to end. You shall overlay the boards with gold, and make their rings of gold to hold the bars. You shall overlay the bars with gold. You shall erect the tabernacle according to its plan, the direction corresponding to its meaning and purpose, which has been shown to you on the mountain. You shall make a veil to divide the two rooms of blue, purple, and scarlet fabric and fine twisted linen, skillfully worked with cherubim on it. You shall hang it on four pillars, support poles, of acacia wood, overlaid with gold, with gold hooks on four silver sockets. You shall hang the veil from the hooks that connect the curtains together, and you shall bring the Ark of the Testimony there within the veil. The veil shall separate for you the holy place and the holy of holies. You shall put the mercy seat on the ark of the testimony in the holy of holies. You shall set the table for the bread outside the veil in the holy place on the north side and the lampstand opposite the table on the south side of the tabernacle. You shall make a screen to provide a covering for the doorway of the tent of blue purple and scarlet fabric, and finely woven embroidered linen, the work of an embroiderer. You shall make five pillars, support poles, of acacia wood to support the hanging curtain, and overlay them with gold. Their hooks shall be of gold, and you shall cast five base sockets of bronze for them. And you shall make the altar for burnt offerings of acacia wood, five cubits long and five cubits wide. The altar shall be square and its height shall be three cubits. Make horns, horn-shaped projections for it on its four corners. The horns shall be of one piece with it and you shall overlay it with bronze. 
You shall make pots to remove its ashes and shovels, basins to catch the blood of the sacrificed animal, meat forks and fire pans to store live coals. You shall make all its utensils of bronze. Also, make a grate for it, a network of bronze, and on the grid you are to make four bronze rings at its four corners. And you shall put it under the ledge of the altar so that the grid will extend halfway up the altar. You shall make carrying poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood overlaid with bronze. The poles shall be inserted through the rings on the two sides of the altar so that it may be carried. You are to make the altar hollow with planks as you were shown on the mountain of Sinai. So shall it be made. You shall make the court of the tabernacle. The south side of the court is to have curtains of fine twisted linen, a hundred cubits long for one side. It shall have twenty pillars and twenty bronze sockets, but the hooks of the pillars and their fasteners shall be silver. Likewise, for the north side there shall be curtains, a hundred cubits long, and its twenty pillars and twenty bronze sockets with the hooks of the pillars and their fasteners shall be silver. For the width of the court on the west side there shall be curtains of fifty cubits with ten pillars or support poles and ten sockets. The width of the court to the front on the east side shall be fifty cubits. The curtains for one side of the gate shall be fifteen cubits with three pillars and three sockets. On the other side of the gate, the curtains shall be fifteen cubits with three pillars and three sockets. For the gate of the court, there shall be a screen to provide a covering of twenty cubits of blue, purple, and scarlet fabric, and finely woven embroidered linen, the work of an embroiderer, with four pillars and four base sockets. All the pillars the support poles around the court shall be joined together with silver rods. Their hooks shall be of silver and their sockets of bronze. The length of the court shall be a hundred cubits and the width fifty cubits throughout and the height five cubits of fine twisted linen and their sockets of bronze. All the tabernacles, utensils and instruments used in all its service and all its stakes, and all the stakes for the court, shall be of bronze. You shall command the Israelites to provide you with clear oil of beaten olives for the light, to make a lamp burn continually every night. In the tent of meeting of God with his people, outside the veil which is in front of the ark of the testimony, and sets it apart. Aaron, the high priest, and his sons shall keep the lamp burning from evening to morning before the Lord. It shall be a perpetual statute to be observed throughout their generations on behalf of the Israelites. Matthew 25, 1-30 
Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, thoughtless, silly, and careless, and five were wise, far-sighted, practical, and sensible. For when the foolish took their lamps, they did not take any extra oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was delayed, they all began to nod off and they fell asleep. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and put their own lamps in order, trimmed the wicks and added oil and lit them. But the foolish virgins said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, otherwise there will not be enough for us and for you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy oil for yourselves. But while they were going away to buy oil, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast and the door was shut and locked. Later the others also came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he replied, I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, I do not know you. We have no relationship. Therefore be on the alert, be prepared and ready for you do not know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man will come. For it is just like a man who was about to take a journey, and he called his servants together and entrusted them with his possessions. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability, and then he went on his journey. The one who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made a profit and gained five more. Likewise, the one who had two made a profit and gained two more. But the one who had received the one went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. And the one who had received the five talents came and brought him five more, saying, Master, you entrusted to me five talents. See, I have made a profit and gained five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. Also the one who had two talents came forward saying, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have made a profit and gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. The one who had received one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a harsh and demanding man, reaping the harvest where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid to lose the talent, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. 
See, you have what is your own. But his master answered him, You wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I reap the harvest where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter seed. Then you ought to have put my money with the bankers, and at my return I would have received my money back with interest. So take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has and values his blessings and gifts from God and has used them wisely, more will be given and he will be richly supplied so that he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have because he has ignored or disregarded his blessings and gifts from God, even what he does have will be taken away. And throw out the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place of grief and torment, there will be weeping over sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth over distress and anger. Psalm 31, 1-8 a psalm of complaint and of praise to the chief musician, a psalm of David. In you, O Lord, I have placed my trust and taken refuge. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness, rescue me. Incline your ear to me. Deliver me quickly. Be my rock of refuge and a strong fortress to save me. Yes, you are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, you will lead me and guide me. You will draw me out of the net that they have secretly laid for me. For you are my strength and my stronghold. Into your hand, I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, the God of truth and faithfulness. I hate those who pay regard to vain, empty, worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord and rely on Him with unwavering confidence. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have taken note of my life's distresses, and you have not given me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Proverbs 8, 1-11 Does not wisdom call? And understanding lift up her voice? On the top of the heights beside the way where the paths meet, wisdom takes her stand. Beside the gates at the entrance to the city, at the entrance of the doors, she cries out, To you, O men, I call, and my voice is directed to the sons of men. O oh, you naive or inexperienced, who are easily misled, understand prudence. 
and seek astute common sense. And oh, you close-minded self-confident fools, understand wisdom. Seek the insight and self-discipline that leads to godly living. Listen, for I will speak excellent and noble things, and the opening of my lips will reveal right things. For my mouth will utter truth, and wickedness is repulsive and loathsome to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness upright, in right standing with God. There is nothing contrary to truth or perverted or crooked in them. They are all straightforward to him who understands with an open and willing mind and right to those who find knowledge and live by it. Take my instruction rather than seeking silver and take knowledge rather than choicest gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all desirable things cannot compare with her. Okay, so in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, for the last uh, couple days, we've been talking about the end times because that's what Jesus is talking about. And so we've been kind of moving our way through that. We touched on apocalyptic worldview and uh, the fact that Jesus uh, tells us that, that when these things do begin to happen, the way that we are supposed to look at them is to understand that this is birthing pains and it will give birth uh, to all things being made new again. And we were also counseled not uh, to basically live in panic mode Actually, we're supposed to live opposite of panic mode. We're supposed to be aware and vigilant and uh, perceptive and and see what's going on. And as for dating the end of the world, as for like trying to figure that out, is it is it going to be 2019? Is it going to be 2029? Will it be 2129? Uh, as for that... Jesus basically puts an end to it by saying, nobody knows. Nobody but the Father. So that's some of the territory we navigated through, and Jesus is continuing that conversation in today's reading uh, by using a couple of stories, parables, uh, that are designed to, to illustrate what he's talking about and also what the kingdom of God is, is like. And these uh, parables, they... they they basically seal the deal in showing us that our posture for the kingdom of heaven should be no different uh, than, than the posture toward the end of days. So in the first story, Jesus told uh, the, the, the parable of the ten bridesmaids who went to a wedding feast and the bridegroom hadn't arrived yet, so the women had to wait. And as they waited, the, the differences between them were revealed. Half of them uh, were ready. Half of them had been vigilant Half of them had been aware, and they brought extra uh, oil for their lamps, while the other half didn't. And when the oil ran out, the unprepared bridesmaids had to go in search of more. Uh, but while they are gone, the bridegroom arrived. So those who were prepared, who had been vigilant, who understood what was going on, were allowed into the celebration, and those who were not missed out on it. 
And then in the second story, Jesus told of a master who, who was, uh, was planning to go away for a while. And he uh, provided resources to three of his servants with an understanding that they would steward those resources while he was gone. And so, uh, so he went and then he came back. And when he returned, he asked for an accounting. And two of the servants had doubled what they'd been given, right? So they were vigilant and they were aware and astute and, and wise. And they received very encouraging words from the master. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Uh, because those servants had taken a risk and they put the resources to good and profitable use. And so he invited them. You've been faithful in handling uh, small things. And now I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to let you handle larger things. Uh, come in and let's, let's celebrate. Oh, but there was the third, uh, the third of the three. And that servant was uh, fearful. And so he took what he'd been given and he hid it in the ground. So he didn't lose anything. Uh, but he didn't gain anything. And he didn't risk anything. Like, even if he had risked and lost, that would be an attempt, but he buried it in the ground. And the master, uh, the master didn't respond as favorably to him. He says, uh, to those who use well what they're given, then even more will be given and, and they'll have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. So as we're kind of rounding the bend on this discourse about the end times uh, from the lips of the master, we're reminded that we really don't have another choice but to stay prepared and aware. And we don't really have another choice but to be vigilant because everything that we have has been given to us to steward on behalf of the master. And it doesn't matter how much or how little we have, we're to use whatever we have. And this isn't just about dollars, right? Or euros <laughs> or, or, or whatever, uh, whatever the currency is in your country. This isn't about money. This is about everything. And we got to get our minds around this. As we move forward into the message of Jesus, we are going to come face to face with the stark reality that this is all or nothing. So it doesn't matter what we have and it doesn't matter if we don't feel prepared or that we don't have enough or to use what we have, whether it's our time or our talent uh, or money in the service of the master. He will provide more if we steward what we are given well, uh, which is summed up uh, pretty nicely in our reading from Proverbs today. Take my instruction rather than seeking silver and take knowledge rather than choicest gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all desirable things cannot compare with her. And we've talked about wisdom on a number of occasions already this year, and it won't be the last time because we're not going to get anywhere if we don't make it the goal to achieve wisdom over anything else and understand that if we are wise, there's not much we cannot achieve. And one of the things we must achieve through wisdom 
is this preparedness, this vigilance, this awareness of what is going on that Jesus is speaking about in the Gospel of Matthew today. And so, Father, we acknowledge that we have a role to play in this, that we must seek wisdom, and uh, actually that it, it must be something that we seek and try to attain more than any other thing that we're trying to achieve or obtain. So we realize that we have to do our part by opening our lives and seeking out wisdom. However, we also understand that we won't know how to implement wisdom into our lives without your Holy Spirit. And so we'll do our part because you have commanded that we do our part. You've, you've told us that getting wisdom is going to alter the trajectory of our lives in a good way. And so we heed that and we seek it, but we invite your Holy Spirit to lead us to it. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here, so uh, be sure to stay uh, connected. The Daily Audio Bible Shop is there. Uh, the Prayer Wall is there. All of the links to uh, the different social media channels, including DAB Friends, where constant conversation is happening, is there in the community section. Uh, and in the community section uh, are also the links to the, the transcripts uh, from the Daily Audio Bible. So if you ever want to go back and read maybe something I got said here, you can uh, go back and do that. The links for that are in the community section at dailyaudiobible.com. And uh, much thanks and shout outs to, uh, to our volunteers who make that happen every day. And of course, the prayer wall and uh, the Daily Audio Bible Shop and all that kind of stuff are accessible in the Daily Audio Bible app as well by pressing the little drawer icon in the upper left-hand corner. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com as well. There's a, a link that lives on the homepage. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, everyone. This is Steph calling from Canada, um, now from Texas. I called um, in a moment of desperation about two weeks ago regarding my immigration situation. And I have a praise report to say that um, the day that my prayer request was played, my, my visa arrived in the mail. And not only that, but um, also I was waiting on an import permit from the USDA for my pet hedgehog, and that came on the 17th as well. And so I just wanted to just give glory to God. I am so grateful. I, I didn't even, I delayed my calling in because I was just, I felt like no words that I could say could express um, just 
my thankfulness for what the Lord has done for me. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that prayed for me. Um, I heard every request, and even when I was driving down through the states to Texas, I heard some people calling in and praying for me, and I just thank you so much for that. And I just want to give all glory to God because this would have never happened without a supernatural move of God. Um, my, because there was nothing wrong with my case, but it just it was stuck in like this limbo, this retrogression, and, and some of my documents were about to expire. And, and I, they were saying, like, it might take up to eight weeks to review your stuff. And within five days, um, I had my visa, and I'm now a legal permanent resident of America. So I just want to say thank you and all glory to God. And I just thank you for this community for praying for me because I know without a doubt in my mind that it's truly, it was Jesus that, that made this happen. Thank you so much. Howdy, DAB family. This is Darren from College Station, Texas. And I'm just calling to uh, seek seek the prayer of my family to raise up intercession for my wife and my family and for all marriages, especially for marriages that are unequally yoked. Uh, my wife is not a follower of Jesus, and uh, and I'm just done with the with the spirit of division that plagues my marriage and any marriage of a family that's unequally yoked. I'm done with the spirit of accusation. I'm done with the spirit of deceit and lies. And lies. And I ask my family to raise up prayer and intercession for my wife, Lynn, for myself, and for all marriages that are unequally yoked. Holy Spirit, let your kingdom come and your will be done in marriages. Speak truth to our hearts and speak truth to the hearts of our spouses. Call out to them in Jesus' name. Bind up the spirit of division, the spirit of accusation, the spirit of bitterness, the spirit of resentment, and bring forth your spirit of love and, and compassion and hope. And just call out to our spouses, Lord. Bring them to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please pray that with me often. Thank you, family. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Debbie in Des Moines. Um, two things. One, praise report. I received word yesterday that um, a job that I had interviewed for, they extended me an offer, so now I get to go through the background check. So, I just... I figured I would be without a job for the next few months, but God has put my feet on another path with another company, and I just give Him the praise. Because believe me, I don't interview well. I mean, I don't, I don't speak well. I don't interview well at all. I'm, I always say I'm kind of a dork. So that's all God. Believe me, it's all God. I was not cool or slick in an interview. All God. Second thing is, is I was listening to the prayer line and I hear people talk of loneliness and not connecting with people. Um, I myself am a huge introvert. I'm very happy inside my own head by myself listening. <laughs> I don't reach out to people well and I don't connect with people well. But part of this is my choice. So... I would say go out and volunteer, 
go to a church if you're not in a church. Find ways to volunteer. Take that step forward. And for me, taking a step forward to connect with anybody is difficult. I'm the one in the back sitting in the pew, up in the balcony, as far away from people as I can. But I'm still with my church family. So take that step forward. It will make you feel much better, and you'll start to feel connected. But I, I do understand that. But anyways, I love you all. Have a great weekend. Bye. This is Kenny Mills from Louisiana, and I called uh, to pray for Tyler in Canada. That because uh, he is a quad, and for 14 years, a uh, C23, and I am also a quad in Louisiana, and uh, it's C67, and so yeah, I felt his uh, pain whenever he was calling and going through a procedure and for infections and stuff, and. And I know what he's going through. You know, we all have infections. And so I was just wanting to call and lift him up. So thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for being with us at all times and always knowing that you're around us, dear Lord. And forgive us a lot of times for our, uh, just our lack of compliment sometimes, dear Lord, and that we all have weak periods, and that you will, that the doctor's hands will be guided in this surgery, and that he will come through with complete healing, dear Lord, and so we just lift him up to you and put him in your hands, and we know that you will guide, guide the doctor's hands, and things will go good. We love you and we thank you and we give you all the praise. Thank you.